0: Trigger warning, this podcast contains discussions around mental health and suicide. If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free. If you are being bullied or know someone who is and need help, please call Bullying UK on 0808 800 2222 or if you need urgent help, text YM to 85258. Welcome to our podcast. This is the podcast which dives into the topic of mental health and this episode we're going to be talking about bullying online and offline with me Venus Libido and me Natalie Byrne. We're both illustrators who make work around social issues. We both have our journals with and battles with mental health and today we're going to be talking about bullying, our experiences and how we got through it and sharing some stories from others as well. So, should we start with the facts? Because how me and Natalie do this is we go away, like we said on the previous episode, that we go away, we find our facts, then come back and put them together and see what we found. But the one that I've highlighted in big writing is that over 200 school children die by suicide um, every year in the UK and that's, that's quite a lot and according to... To 2016 national bullying statistics um, by Ditch the Label, a staggering 1.5 million young people in the UK were bullied within the last year alone. It's just 1.5 million young people being bullied just in the UK. I mean, obviously, I can imagine it's, like, way more than that. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, a study in Britain found that at least half of suicides among young people are related to bullying. Wow. I'm trying to, like think back because I remember when I was at school there was like a really famous uh case of a child that a young boy that hung himself he was a school child and he hung himself at the top of his garden and his parents found him and then there was like a massive like thing that went round about it and people talking about it and being made more aware of it and I just rem- I don't remember what the boy who the boy was or what he was called and I tried researching it but I just remember it from when I was at school and it really, like, stuck with me for, like, for years.
1: I remember when it was a friend of mine that had a little brother. Yeah. And they he went to a different school. And someone in his class hung himself because of bullying as well.
0: And that, I remember that really sticking with me. Like, yeah. wow. For me, like, in terms of, like, it being really personal, I remember my brother was... My younger brother was being bullied... Um, And we didn't really notice it. And I I remember him saying something to my parents and then it just kind of clicked. We were, like, really worried about him for, like, a couple of years. Like, just constantly checking off on him, making sure he wasn't alone for too long. Because we were really concerned about, like, his behaviour. It's Mm. really scary, like, how someone else's Someone else can impact you so much just because of the way they treat you.
1: I must think that because you're the older sister, that must have... I always thought, like, the older one must be so... For me, that wasn't something I had to be concerned about with my older brother, you know? Yeah, it was I like. So. Whereas I always thought that if I had a younger sibling, I'd be so protective over them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was really... And I've got two younger brothers, and it's funny because I'm so protective over them, but they're both, like, six foot two and I'm five foot one. <laughs> so it's really funny, like... The dynamics yeah. in our house is just... But just
1: sometimes really you would... I mean, I imagine that maybe you could diffuse it because
0: a boy wouldn't hit you, maybe. Oh, I was hit by boys at school. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, all of... Throughout my whole... Like, I've had issues with girls, but it's nothing that not every teenage girl goes through. But my throughout my life what's affected me most is I've been bullied by men or boy when I was at school I was was bullied by this one boy um Mm. and I remember like it really it really affected me and my mental health when I was at school because he just kept niggling at me and niggling at me and it really no one else like really noticed it or like picked up on it and it really it really pissed me off and again into my adult like adult life I was bullied by this guy at work and it re- like it affected my mental health
1: yeah because it, it's so it's when we talk about bullying it's so often that it's about children yeah. and schools Yeah. and even though that is a huge part of it it I'm afraid it kind of doesn't stop and
0: no.
1: you know the systems are still not really I mean any anyone at any age can go through a really nasty experience of bullying. Yeah. But I do think when society sees the word bullying we immediately think of school and young children. Yeah. So I found a Guardian article written by David Batty that talked about the UK universities It was called UK universities must break their silence around harassment and bullying. Mm -hmm. Dozens of academics told BBC News they were harassed out of their jobs and forced to sign non-disclosure agreements by the university after making complaints. Although the BBC admits it does not know how many of these gagging clauses relate to sexual misconduct or other kinds of harassment or bullying, the findings highlight a wider lack of transparency in the way universities handle all kinds of misconduct. I can't say the word misconduct. <laughs> and discrimination. Yeah. And I also found another article by Emma Jacobs that she wrote for the Financial Times. Mm-hmm. And in the article, I'll add the links in the show notes. She talks about it's. Legal Policy and Research Unit's Women in Commercial Legal Practice report in 2017 found that about 50% of female respondents and 30% of male respondents have experienced bullying at work. Mm. And then it goes on to say the impact of bullying on individuals can be profound. Helen, not her real name, who was bullied as a trainee lawyer, says that the attitudes among her peers was, if it's not happening to someone else, it's not happening to me. Right. And the article ended on a sentence which I really liked. Um, And she said, nothing ever changes without self-reflection, education and action. Yeah, I, I would like that as well. And I put a quote in here because I thought it was really, kind of highlights what I wanted to talk about when we talk about bullying. Is, um, is a quote by Leo Rosten, um, which is, I learned that it is the weak who are cruel and the gentleness is to be expected only from the strong. Yeah, it's lovely. And I just think that it's, it's so true when it comes to bullying is that mm-hmm. it's, it's a sign of weakness and insecurity yeah. and that's that's all it is is um yeah someone who is is weak i guess which i think when you're being bullied you can feel like you're the weak one
0: yeah exactly you're the target
1: you're the easy target that can be like yelled at or pushed around yeah and the reality is is that that's not true it's much harder to be kind it's very easy to be horrible yeah and I think that shows strength Yeah. yeah
0: it's it's a really hard one for me to like talk about um because for me um the second time i attempted to commit suicide was because of bullying really? um and i've never really like addressed it i've never really like spoke to anyone about it so this podcast is me opening up right now <laughs> um okay cool i still find it really difficult my a lot of stuff happened, like, and I always refer back to my last job before um doing being Libido. and how old are you
1: just oh gosh, so the listeners' now twenty five How did you feel at twenty five Did you feel like you could stand up for yourself mm-hmm. or or did you yeah, Were you quite different to how you are now
0: i'm quite no, I'm quite different because of what's happened. I'm right. very different now. I have always been someone that stands up for myself but I think because of the type of bullying I receive, I was receiving mm. I wasn't able to speak like it was it was very belittling and um it was basically like mocking me for everything that I'd worked hard at um so it was it was was with this guy he was I was about 25 26 he was in he was about 30 and I used to have to work alongside him every day like quite you know quite closely it was a small team of like four people working on sites and we'd be like painting walls and so we'd be right next to each other all the time and he would just say the most cruelest things to me
1: when did it start did it start slowly
0: yeah it was a because I worked for the company for about about a year and a half and it was like a really like slow build like I thought he was my friend oh no and then it was just like the worst the worst thing ever um I mean one one experience I don't mind talking about um because it was about like it was on the it was bullying and sexual harassment at the same time Mm. um but I was working on a building site with him and was, I went for lunch with him one day in in the building we were working in and there was some other builders on site. And so the builders would sit and have lunch with us and one day one of the builders went to me, oh, do you work out? And I was like, what? He's like, do you like go to the gym? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, you just look really flexible up that ladder when I've been watching you from behind. And I was just like... What? What the hell? And then I said, I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was so taken back by it. And my friend, the guy that ended up bullying me, who I thought was my friend, was sat there and he just burst out laughing.
1: No. And I,
0: all I could say was, why are you laughing? Um, and he went, oh, I think that's fucking hilarious. And I went, are you serious? He was like, oh, get over yourself. <gasps> um, and then when I, when I took it up, then I went home and I cried my eyes out all night. And I didn't really want to go back to work the next day, but I did. Because obviously, with that job, if I didn't go in, I didn't get paid. So I had to go in. I said, I brought it up with him. Uh, The next day, there was another girl that came to the site with me. And I told her about it. And she's like, oh, my God, that's absolutely disgusting. And so, like, I confronted him again. And he basically just said the same thing. He's like, oh, it's just a joke. You need to get over yourself. You're so pathetic, you little girl. And all this stuff. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, what? And, like, then, from then, it just got worse and worse. I think he realised that it really did affect me and that he could get around... He could, like, really piss me off and he could really, like, do some damage. And then from there, it was just, like... I would ask him to do something and he'd be like, I'm not doing anything you say, you stupid woman. Or (gasps) he would say really nasty comments to me on the slime, and people weren't listening, which I don't want to say because they're really disgusting, but it was... It just got worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where I didn't want to go to work, but I had to pay my bills. And um he knocked me down so much, like so so much, that I didn't want to be alive. Mm. Um so that's my like experience with like bullying as an adult. It was it was fucking horrendous, basically.
1: That's awful. I I, I hate him. <laughs> Yeah, give me a picture of his <laughs> I think he lives in I, Poland I,
0: now so you're alright <laughs> I've got to
1: cut this podcast short I'm on a hunt <laughs> um, was it because you were doing kind of creative work was there comments about as well about the quality of work that you were making as well yes I know creative yeah. work can be so emotional
0: and um, yeah yeah so like because we were doing like specialist decorating he I was he was like a he was like a professional plasterer. And so I was um gonna plaster my own home and I said, Oh, could you give me any tips? Because obviously you do it as a profession. And he went, Don't even bother trying, you're a woman, you can't do anything. Um hmm. and I was like, What? I just couldn't believe the stuff that would come out of his mouth. And I was just like, every time I asked him for some like advice, because he was a little bit older than me, so I thought, you know, he might know certain things that I didn't. Um, he would just like belittle me and say really nasty comments um and tell me that I was useless and worthless and unable to do anything because I was a woman and yeah, it was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. This
1: um, is awful.
0: Yeah, and do you know what? He he was Polish and I told my manager about it at one point because it was getting so bad. And I said, I thought to myself, if I don't say anything, then I'm never going to say anything. And I just had to, like, take my moment and just do it, and I felt really brave. So I said to my manager, like, he's bullying me, um, and saying really, like, derogative things to me, and really nasty things that are belittling. And he said, my manager said to me, he said this to me, I remember, he said, just try and ignore it, um it's probably because of his culture because he's polish and i i was i just put the phone down straight away i was like i'm not listening to this i know he's like not taking my side and i said you cannot blame the fact that he comes from a different country on his behavior i said that's, yeah, like, and that's also,
1: it's not acceptable that just goes to show that he probably doesn't have any other non-british friends
0: yeah i just i just thought okay i'm not going to get any help from my manager so what else am i supposed to do <laughs> But yeah, I should have took it further. I should have took it like legal action or something. Like now, knowing and doing the research, I I could have gone further with it and you know done some actual like serious damage on him because of the way I was treated and the fact that you know I did try to take my own life because of it. But I, I guess when you're in the moment, it's so it's so damaging and you're so like affected by it. You just you're you've got tunnel vision and.
1: Totally. And I
0: I remember someone telling me something about
1: uh, no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you're young, you have to prioritise your mental health in that moment. Mm. And if you weren't able to deal with, you know, doing the, like, quote-unquote, like, legal right thing, like, that's okay, because your priority in that moment was, was your mental health. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people, I think, will, that will, you know, grow up, uh, you know, have a few years' distance from an experience and and feel guilty about not taking it further. But mm. I think we all have to just drop, like, you know, that guilt and, um, you know, if we didn't take it further and take legal
0: action, yeah. we need to stop hating and blaming ourselves. Yeah. If If you are being, like, bullied in the workplace and... You've spoken to someone about it and spoken to a peer or a colleague or a manager, and nothing's being done. That you know, you don't be like ashamed to then take it even further. Yeah, totally. as an adult experience some of bullying.
1: I mean there's been a few things mm. when you talked about your experience I mean I think more of my serious stuff was at school yeah um but I had like a university friend that was like a friend and then towards the end of the year just turned really nasty and started to say stuff like that and um like it was only for a little while and I got to choose not to, like, sit next to him in class, but yeah. it sucks when it comes from your friend and you see them,
0: like, turn yeah. on you. Yeah. I think that's um, the worst and the hardest, isn't it? When you, tr- you trust someone to be kind and loving towards you and then it just goes sour very quickly for no reason that you can understand.
1: Yeah, and I think on the course as well, like, it was, it was mainly about creative work and, like, he came to see this thing that I did with, like, a coffee company. I did, helped, like, open their, like, little cafe. Mm. And he basically was, like, shitting on it in mm. front of everyone, in front of the whole class. That's horrible. And, yeah, I think, I think it was, like, tough because he was my friend and I think he knew the buttons that he could press. Yeah. But I don't think he expected me to be, I just went ice cold completely ice cold and I think he thought that I was gonna like I mean maybe like get over it or whatever but I just didn't and right. every, even up until like the graduation people were like oh blah blah wants to make amends with you and I was literally like cold as ice like nah no thank you <laughs> no thank you <laughs> <laughs> right and it's because it's because it's like things were going well and like I don't have time to deal with people who want to like make me feel shit for that like you're either Here to support, or
0: if you're not, then bye. (laughs) Yeah, have Um, you? Um, have you had any like uh, online bullying because of your platform?
1: I get trolled a bit,
0: yeah, yeah, so Um, do I.
1: And I just have a blanket rule, you know what? I actually have had an experience with bullying in my inner circle in my friendship group recently. Um, that it was just like, um, just like someone. In my like in a friendship circle, yeah, that reminded me because of the trolls. Because I just have a blanket rule with trolls that if I see anything, I just completely block and delete yeah. everything. Because sometimes it happens in the comments that someone will try and bully one of my other followers. So I have just a blanket rule now yeah, that I just a, delete yeah. and
0: block them all. That's exactly what I do. I sit as soon as I see anything that's remotely nasty. That's it, it's gone. Delete it, block. There's no need to engage with that person. There's no need to continue a conversation that clearly is just going to spiral out of control, go around in circles. Um, And even sarcastic ones. I've just grown
1: like, they just don't have time for it. Like Before I would find it funny, but now I'm just like, I've seen so many, you know what it is? It's young teenage girls that have been bullying other commenters and being nasty to them so that just made me just make this new rule that just delete and block everyone and then so basically I think it was right after Christmas a friend of mine was at a party and heard another friend of mine basically say some really really nasty things about me yeah um saying that um I only care about these issues because I want to make tons of money. Oh,
0: that's horrible.
1: That would and, really irritate me. And just apparently you just went on and on and just saying that I don't care and I'm only jumping on the bandwagon now to make money and... um yeah, all of this. I don't care about trans rights or anything. I'm just jumping on the bandwagon to make money. And I'm like, dude, no one's ever paid me for anything <laughs> for trans stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Oh. And because it was just in the same week that I've been getting trolled quite heavily, it just made me snap completely. Yeah. I think maybe if I it was a different week, I would have handled it differently. Yeah. But I just sent him a message and was like, consider our friendship over. Yeah. I cried about it, and like all the girls in my group were so great about it, yeah, because and like so supportive of me. But it's it really hurts when it comes from someone that you thought was on your side, I guess. Yeah,
0: the littlest thing I think we forget can be considered as bullying, so like even if it is like a comment on something, um, like. I used to think, oh, it's just a comment, it doesn't matter, but it is a form of bullying and it should be taken seriously. Um, so, like, even with well, your friend, like, the things he's saying, okay, yeah, they are just his opinion and his comments and his, like, jealousy, but that is a form of bullying and that person needs to, like, be made aware in some way or another, whether it's through yourself or, like, a friend, another friend. They need to be, like, told that that is bullying because otherwise it will develop into something much worse.
1: Yeah. Because it it just brings back all of those things when you're a kid and you get bullied and yeah. you you don't even know how to stand up for yourself. And I was yeah. talking to my friend Sarah about it last week, and I was like, "I'm an adult now. Like, you can't just like push me down. Like, no. I know how to stand up for myself, and I'm I'm not gonna stand for this. Yeah. And you making me feel this small is not okay. Yeah.
0: What baffles me is like when it comes to just generally being, like, human beings, how anybody can go to sleep at night knowing that they've affected someone's, like, happiness. Like, it would absolutely destroy me if I said something to someone that was really horrible and then I just went away and never said sorry or, like, addressed the issue and knowing that that could have really affected them for the rest of their life. Like, I don't know... I just don't understand how... Like, some people have that attitude.
1: I think a lot of it could be down to, like, this chain of screaming that I think is in, like, How I Met Your Mother or something mm. that talks about how, like, someone yells at someone and then that one person has to yell at the next person and then that one person has to yell at the next person. Yeah, I guess. So, like, a lot of, like, bullying that I saw happening in school was their parents would talk to them that way.
0: Oh, really? Okay. It's
1: complicated and maybe it's not the same reason for everyone, but I do think that that person is being treated badly in some way, shape, or form, yeah. and that's their release, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that people have to be victims to that. Mm. But it's the only way that I can make sense of it. Is like, honestly, when I see a troll or something, I, I just think that person has a really sad life. Yeah. And I think that is so true with bullying, like... Yeah.
0: But I also, like, I find it hard to to understand why you'd want to be feared as well. Because, like, at yeah. my school it was about a hierarchy and who was feared the most of being around. And it was... I just never got that. I never understood... I think because I have, like... I'm quite emotional and I, I have quite a caring side. Um and you have to, a good family as yeah, well like
1: yeah i think like all that behavior when you're a child is taught like when you're a child oh yeah it
0: comes from home When yeah, yeah, of course so
1: of course yeah i think i mean i've been to you can kind of see uh ways of how people act and then when you meet their parents you can
0: kind of oh, make gotcha. sense of it <laughs> yeah, i was just about to say that I really enjoy watching the dynamics in people's houses and mm. and realizing okay, that's why you act like that and and so, I see where you're getting that trait from um, mm. um this
1: sucks though it's an awful thing there's one thing um my mum says that billing didn't didn't exist where she grew up, right, which is crazy, yeah right, so well, it's you- then it's also a thing of like is it to do with capitalism? Is it the first time my mum went to a mall? She was like twenty five. Really, and like everyone makes their own clothes. Like your mum knits your clothes. It definitely, Um, yeah.
0: I think capitalism comes into it for sure. Um, Which is
1: bananas, and I'm like,
0: yeah.
1: And I every time she says that, I'm always like, well, the people that say that are the people that are the (laughs) bully. No woman make fun of everyone's clothes because everyone's mum like knitted your clothes. Yeah. Yeah, And the first time she went to a mall, she was, like, terrified. She went with her dad and her, like, dad picked things out and she didn't know, like, what to do and, like... Which is bananas. Yeah. But obviously, you know, there were other problems because, you know, she grew up in a dictatorship, so, you know, it (laughs) wasn't plain sailing. (laughs) (laughs) People disappearing, you know. Oh, stop. (laughs) There's a whole new, like... are on a mission to give the world a shake of one tampon at a time. They create 100% organic biodegradable tampons bespoke to the individual
0: and delivered straight to your door and they also make CBD oil. We have partnered up with On to give our listeners a free box of tampons. Choose your tampon type, absorbency, range and quantity when you sign up via their website. Just head over to www on.co and use the code tlc at checkout on was born out of a passion for women's health and so every month when you subscribe to on they donate five percent of revenue to the girls program won by the school club in zambia
1: on tampons are the only tampons i use not only because their branding and packaging is beautiful but because i don't get cramps when i use on tampons which goes to show what kind of effect these chemicals can have on our body Grab yourself a free box now and you'll be so excited for your next period. That's O-H-N-E dot C-O and enter TLC at checkout for your free box.
0: I had another illustrator who has a lot of followers, like a lot of followers and they like messaged me on Instagram basically saying that I was copying them and that I'm sealing their livelihood and I was just like, I'm just not even gonna reply to that because there are millions of illustrators out there doing exactly the same thing as we're doing and you've just got something against me and you're attacking me for no reason. When quite frankly we could have made some beautiful work together if you just, you know, ignored the fact that you're just I don't know what it I don't know what it is, but Again, that is a form of bullying. Mm. Um, And that bothered me for like a really long time because it was someone I really admired and I admired their work. And now that's gone. And I will never understand it.
1: I, yeah, I, when you told me that, I was so mad. Mm. And I think, like, I don't know, I I always have this idea that we're like creative people, we're in it together. Yeah, that's how I look at it. yeah totally and so it it hurts me. It's like the same thing when your a friend believes you, but it yeah. hurts me when I hear that people in the creative industry um can be so mean yeah and the, but there is like a there's a there's a YouTube video that I can like link in the show notes where um an illustrator I really admire did a video about like comparison and how she said that at the beginning of her career people called her out for copying Mm. and she talks about how like just don't do that because she talks about it like in better in better detail but like you know her work was you know her own yeah but had similarities and I think that when someone is there's a way that you can do it without being mean
0: yeah I think as as creatives like I and this is what I see a lot of is um I think people forget that nothing is original. Oh my god! And yes. that, yeah. Okay, this may look like someone else's work, but that person's work will look like someone else. Like everyone is influenced by each other, especially when it comes to anything creative. Like, how do you think your how do you think you your idea was inspired? It was inspired by someone else's idea or someone else's outcome. Like, you're not. There's no such thing as like originality. I don't think when it comes to when it comes to like being a creative. But like you always need to be inspired by something.
1: A hundred percent. Like it, and and I think that was a big topic at my school about like girls who bullied other girls because they copied their hair or whatever. Oh, and I'm oh. there, like, dude, like nothing anyone does is like is original. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone <laughs> has copied everyone. Everyone is mi- a mismatch of everyone. And like, I mean, I'm in the period space in terms of like artwork. I see. You know, I've seen companies steal my copy (laughs) um, and that really hurts. But um, when I see students, um, you know, taking inspiration from my work, I'm like, great, because we need to tackle this issue. You know, like if someone else is going to be doing work that's like bold and outrageous and feminist, like great, because we're here doing the work to make change happen that could you know?
0: totally agree with you oh,
1: mic drop <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to your experience with um your bullying experience and how you got through
0: it? Oh, well I didn't I didn't deal with it. I, I tried to I tried to overdose. You know the only way I, I did try to do it was telling my manager. I didn't know how else to tell. Um I think it's it was so traumatic. Mm so traumatic um that it's always gonna be such a heavy weight on me because I never want it to happen again. So, like, I'm always aware of that situation in the back of my head and I still have nightmares about it um, and about him or ever coming in contact with him again. It's, mm. it's horrible. So, yeah. Still very heavy on the heart. Do you know what really upset me as well? Was that he had, like, two younger children, like, Ugh. two young boys. And I was just like, I really hope. That this does not like he's not affecting them in any way with his behavior, but obviously, you know, probably is.
1: But unfortunately, there there are buddies that are parents and that have yeah. responsibilities, and oh, yeah. it's not your responsibility to take care for anyone else but yourself.
0: No, yeah. I love the job. Like I, the job was amazing. It was. like a dream come true for me I enjoyed everything I was doing but it was just him
1: Mm. that sucks yeah you know I think there have been like thinking about my experiences like there was a job that I had in in um in a retail shop and Mm. there was a supervisor that wasn't very nice to me and made me cry a couple of times and I remember going to his supervisor and basically because he was he started yelling at me um even though i was like did i finished everything but um he was on his like fasting time right um and so every year apparently he would cause like absolute chaos um which is you know unfair because there were so many other people that were fasting that were working And being so lovely and kind, I don't think that's an excuse. Um, But yeah, he just went off on one and I was just there. And I remember just like walking out crying, like in front of customers. And he followed me in front of customers and continued to yell at me. And I walked into, um, as he saw I was going to his supervisor's office, he walked away. And then all she did was like, well... Playing devil's advocate, devil's advocate, and I just remember thinking, like, what? Yeah. Like, you know that he's a nuisance. He has a record for being horrible. You know, everyone knows it, and you're still not listening.
0: Like, what? Maybe he was bullying her as well. Maybe she was scared of him.
1: That's what people were said because she was new to the job. Right. So people said that she, um was, like, didn't want to make, I guess, any irrational decisions. Ugh. Yeah. But it su- sucks that it happens. What yeah. advice would you say to someone that is, like, in a situation with bullying?
0: I think, I think t- the thing that I didn't do, basically, was tell someone, other than if the first person doesn't listen, that's fine, tell, the next. tell another person. Um... Its the same with like mental health, like if you just gotta talk about it until someone helps or does something about it for you or helps you, um, yeah, I think that's why mine got so bad was because like I just kept taking it and taking it and not like addressing it in a way that was like, okay, this is serious, um, and I guess because like when you're an adult, you think oh, okay this is this will go away, this is uh, you just, i guess you just like. You bury it, you sweep it under the carpet quite a lot, um, making sure that person doesn't get away with it, basically. Mm. What about you? I think it's difficult
1: because I think the advice I would say in schools and work is different.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I would say that if you're in retail or in a restaurant job um, where you know you can get a similar job, like opposite the road, like if you ha- can do that, I yeah. would suggest you know especially when it comes to part-time jobs I had so many part-time jobs and I I wish I had left that job sooner yeah Um. but still filled out like I filled out paperwork and everything and I know there were other people that were building a case against this person so still like you know addressing it talking about it going to your HR human resources like doing being proactive yeah but I think that I you know I, I wish I had just just got on another job like across the street like it wasn't like a special job I it wasn't like you know my dream job or whatever you know I feel like
0: yeah
1: um if you can do it but also um if you if you are I in your job that you really want to be there and it's this person that is ruining it for you keep I'd say like you know, the way that people do it in the workplace is you have to build a- an evidence file against yeah, I was going to
0: say keep a diary, keep evidence. Yes. Definitely. And if it is, like, verbal, like, with me it was, like, verbal and no-one else was listening, definitely keep a diary, like, dates, times, the person said stuff. You know, looking back, I definitely wish I I had done that. Um, because some of the stuff, like, I wouldn't make up. It was just vile. Um so, yeah, I totally agree with you on that
1: one. If you can, and if you are having the lunch break and you, you know, have a feeling that they say horrible things to you during your lunch break, like, you can record stuff on your phone. Like, yeah. I, you could do that quite sneakily. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I remember there was a bar job I had at uni. Just before I arrived, they had got someone fired because um, they were being... um inappropriate with young girls so they built this huge file where they collected tons of people you know talk to the people around you as well because when things are bad um I'm sure that there are other people that would have had similar experiences and that's a really hard thing I'd say to address but I think you can say it with like you know sit down for lunch or and say it you know in it be as professional as you can if you're worried about how people react you know i think there's a way you can say it that's like hey what do you think of blah blah or you know i think that blah blah is being unprofessional you know rather than being like blah blah's a massive c word or something you know like if you're
0: worried about trusting people yet so what would you say about school i don't know it's difficult again um because when i was at school it was like a boy who kept like you know he kept touching me inappropriately and like pushing me and this was, like, even at the age of, like, 15. And, then like, in the end, my way that I dealt with it was I just turned around and punched him in the face and he left me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't recommend people go around punching each other. But it's it's a lot harder because um, when you're that age, when you're at school, like, you don't... You're, you're too scared to, like, tell a teacher because of the you're worried about the consequences of, like, ratting someone out. Um, Mm. so, yeah, I think it's really hard, but I guess, like, telling a parent, telling a friend, you know, addressing the bully is the first, if you feel like you can, like, address them first, that's what I did, um, and then if it doesn't stop, then you definitely need to talk to a parent, or if you feel confident, trusting a teacher to tell a teacher, um, but yeah, Mm. it's it's a hard one. For me, I had a bully in PE, and... Um,
1: I think I've told you the story before that we were playing like Tag Rugby and she always used to, you know, say like racist things to me and you know, Tag Rugby you have to like pull on people's velcro stuff yeah. that's attached to your waist. And she was running after me and saying like in front of the teachers, like saying, I'm gonna beat you up. Oh. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. And um I kind of she scared me when she said that. And I moved quite abruptly and accidentally elbowed her in the face. <laughs> just, you know, that's my style. I'm like a seven, so that's like 12, 13.
0: Oh, God.
1: And so she's on the floor, and I remember having this moment of like, wow, I, I like hit my belly, like this is the moment for me. And uh, then she got up, like blood, like all over her face, and just went for me. And really? I just had to run as fast as I could away. Oh, no. She didn't get me, but um, yeah, I went up to PE and took all of my stuff and just hid in the toilets, like one opposite school, and just never went to PE again. Oh, that's
0: horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the she was that was the only class I had with her, so I was very lucky. Um, and it was like tough. Like people used to call me um michael jackson because they said like your hair is so dark and your skin is so white how's that an
0: insult though
1: i know right
0: But you love Michael Jackson. I was going to say, that is coming from someone who did use to like Michael Jackson.
1: But this was in the time of, like, you know, he was going to courts and stuff. Like,
0: oh, okay. This right. wasn't
1: a good time for Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was a really horrible thing to, like, hear boys, like, say, shout that to you. And, that, like, yeah,
0: that's not nice.
1: And, and my brother's bully, my brother's three years older than me, um, he found out that I had started school and jumped me in year seven as well like my first few weeks what? of school yeah broke my braces <gasps> yeah that's horrible yeah um and then I think his little sister started a few years later um and like he was always very apologetic about the whole thing um he was like so um oh,
0: not really that's so horrible I'm so sorry
1: That's okay. He, like, because it was such an age difference, the school, like, took control of that, and my mum, like, had to, like, obviously leave work and stuff, so it was, like, a big deal, and he was very apologetic. Like, in terms of how it could have gone afterwards, it was, he, you know, felt sorry and felt bad, and every time he saw me, he was like, I'm so sorry. So, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, you know, these... It's a tough thing to really tough thing and I like would never stand up for myself and people would say like you know behind me in class like really nasty things and I never said anything for the whole time at school I just let it like hit me and it really affected my mental health but um I think when I was about 15 16 um and um very I guess I had like some really good friends and even my class we were like just started to get on and but, um, those first few years were really tough, yes, yeah. it's so hard though because I think that people that did speak up about it, it just got it worse yeah for me when i when I started to find my voice and started to you know things started to calm down in in my own like bullying in my year started to calm down every time I saw it and every time any of my friends saw it or my brother and all his friends we always used to defend whatever it was because the year sevens used to get it really bad
0: yeah you do don't you when you're like starting secondary school
1: yeah you get picked on so much and I think it's the year eight so there's this mentality when you're year eight that's like oh I'm gonna treat I'm gonna now be that person that yeah. someone was to me yeah um, yeah, it's really scary at first, but if you're in a position where you can stand up for other people and you can see it happening, especially to you know with with people much younger than you, because so it goes back to that thing that that lawyer said that there was this mentality of if it's happening, if it's not happening to me, then it's fine. I, I don't like yeah, that.
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't like that either. Of course, like that's
1: horrible. I'd say like if you ever see it say something yeah do something. even if you don't feel like brave enough to like you know push that person away go to a teacher and report it because chances are that you never know what's going to happen in the future yeah you, know? you could
0: save that person's life exactly
1: totally and just that act of kindness will show that person that you know maybe there are kind people yeah Because that's the worst thing. I remember getting up after he broke my braces and being surrounded by year sevens in my year and just like no one even helped me up. When I grew up, I I always wanted to be that person that, like, I guess no one was for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: So we both asked on our Instagram what helped you when you were being bullied. If you follow us both on Instagram, you can also participate in these questions that we put up on our stories. Yeah. Um I have got some suggestions. Um learning to love myself unconditionally. Yeah. Someone else said changing schools. An inner assurance that this experience would help me understand others better.
0: I like that one. That one's a nice one. It's very deep. I don't think I would have gotten to that age, like that (laughs) conclusion at that age. No, I think I've only just got to that now at 27. Yeah, me too. Um, But that's a good one. What have you got? I've got my animals and being in nature to calm myself. Now, that's a good one because I think putting yourself into situations that are calming are really important and I didn't start to do that till like last year so I think that's a really good one to start at a young age it's like relaxation um yeah and then that follows into like music I guess it's like that's you know having a, putting yourself into like a zone which is out an escapism Yeah. yeah having a clear kind dialogue with myself was the yeah. other one that I got that's a good one yeah some deep ones yeah yeah if yeah if you're being bullied like don't repeat those
1: things that that person is saying to you like yeah that is not how you feel about yourself and yeah it comes back to your your amazing quote that is like that's someone else's opinion that is
0: not how you feel about yourself definitely definitely one that I try to stick by all the time
1: okay to end this episode we are going to give you some of our favourite things we've watched this week and that we've used when we've been in a bad place yes so I'm gonna start go for it I've got I thought it was perfect for the billing episode I've just written down Lady Gaga yeah because I think she's all of her music was so helpful for me when I was at school and I think her message of just like just loving yourself just the way you are um accepting all of your differences even when people are telling you that it's not right um I just think her message is is such an a beautiful anti-bullying message
0: yeah I totally agree with you. and she I don't know if you ever watch like her Netflix series and like Mm. just things about her like she's always talking about you know just bullying in general and like people Telling her she's not good enough and that what... You know, I I always remember the thing on Netflix, and I might be wrong, about, you know, how she was really obsessed with Madonna and then Madonna was just like, I don't like you. Mm. I can't remember if that was a thing or not. I might be wrong. But I just remember something like that where she was really upset about, like, really idolising Madonna and being really inspired by her growing up and then Madonna just not liking her back or something. And I just thought, like... Mm. That really was really upsetting.
1: Yeah, I think she wasn't on a, on a chat show recently where she talked about how they had sorted it out. Oh, that's good. And they had a selfie together or something. Okay, I, I, if I find it, I'll I'll put it in the show notes because. Uh, yeah. I also have written down Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Because I think she's so great, and I actually just watched her speech, her anti-bullying speech, that when she won an EMA. Yeah uh, just before we recorded
0: this. I'm just like in love with her. She's so She's great. Amazing. She's amazing. Like for... the things yeah. she talks about at her age. I'm just like wow. Like yeah. you have so much strength. You must have such a great support network. Like you're incredible. Yeah. She's
1: great. And I love like it, like how she addresses like bullying as well and Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: And then I also had a ramage through my bookshelf, and I have this book that I found. Um, it's called A Middle Finger in the Shape of Words to Whoever Told You You Are Not Creative Enough. Right. And I think a lot of, in my experiences, like, thinking back on, um, you know, when we were talking about the last episode, how art can be such um and has been for our own journeys has been so helpful I think that um it still can be tough to make something if you feel like you're not good enough because maybe someone told you you know and may may, like because people have said comments about my work and stuff and that you know can be quite like mean and yeah yeah I think that little book is so has been helpful for me and I'm not I'm listening have to get to that. You. Yeah, I've got it. I'll I'll bring it tomorrow and I'll I'll lend it to you. Amazing. Um, it's quite like it's a lot of swearing and stuff. So, but it's fine. right up my street. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's basically just like a pep t- pep up talk, and it gives yeah. statistics on like look like everyone's doing it their own way, and there's no right way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's a great it's a great read. Recommend.
0: Cool. Um. Yeah, mine, mine's been a bit of a mine's a bit of a weird one this week. Um, so my first one is I rekindled an old friendship this week. Ah, um, which has put me in a really good place. So I definitely recommend like if there's a friendship and you're like, oh, why are we not friends anymore, or something went sour, but it's like really petty and you could like make up about it, and you're genuinely missing that person and feel like they'd be beneficial in your life now, but. I think it's really important to try and rekindle stuff like that. Um, and we fell out over something so ridiculous, and she was one of my best friends, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to message her, see if she feels the same, see if she wants to just start afresh, and she said yes. So, yeah, I'm really excited to, like, meet up with her again and just, yeah, get our friendship back. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, That's such a good takeaway because it's
1: like... It's quite an actionable thing and you can, yeah. like, especially with growing up, you can lose, tr- like, um, you can lose contact with people so easily oh if God, you're, like, yeah. moving around and you're busy yeah. and, um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's a great one. Uh, my second one is, I've been listening to this new EP called The Pink Polo, now I'm going to try and say these names right, by Masego and Medasin. But it's just a EP I found on my Apple Music the other week, and I cannot stop listening to it. It's kind of like chilled house jazz, but it's just been like helping me get through the week. It's just really beautiful. Um,
1: I listened to a little bit of Masego, and yeah, I love his voice. So
0: yeah, I'm definitely going to listen. Beautiful voice. Um, and then my third thing is a quote, and this is a quote that I live by like all the time. I don't know where I got it from, it's probably some like really clever person but (laughs) I just say it all the time to myself when I uh, feel like other people are affecting my development. Um, So it's don't let others' perceptions of you dictate who you become Um, and for so many years I was so concerned about what people thought about me and that was shaping me to become a person I didn't want to be so I think it's really important to take a step back and realise who do you want to be? who, do you, Where do you want to go? What are your goals? Um, and to focus on, on that and not what other people are going to look at from the outside. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely
1: quote. Well, I think we're going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for listening. You can contact both of us and see all of our artworks on our Instagram pages. I am Natalie Byrne, that's B Y R
0: N E, and mine is Venus Libido. <laughs> If you are being bullied or know someone who is and need help please call Bullying UK on 0808 800 2222 or if you need urgent help text YM to 85258. Thank you to Weird Ears for the beautiful music for our podcast. You can follow them on Instagram now at weird underscore as they travel the world in their band making music and living the dream.
1: This podcast was produced by Written and edited by Venus Libido and Natalie Byrne. we've watched this week and where am I oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh my goodness okay let me do it again And uh, no it's <laughs> like but it sounded like I fell down a hole or something <laughs> <It
0: did. laughs> oh my god it's like you just disappeared completely okay let's try that again <coughs> take <two. laughs> Oh my god okay well, um
1: Okay. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I can't stop. Oh. Okay, just don't say anything.
0: Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god. I can't pull myself together. Okay, get a grip. Snap <clears throat>
0: your face, that's what I do. <laughs>